public warning. If you don't like the sound of laughter coming from your own mouth hole, or anyone else's, do not continue. I'm Chad, and this is Relatable Talk, with Jonas and Keith. Oh, it's Wayne Brady, son! Yikes. Well, at least one of us is recording. Good evening, good morning, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your good friend, Keith. Hey, everybody, I'm Jonas. Oh, you're Jonas? Yes, I, last time I checked my identification. You're my Jonas. Ooh, boy. Ooh, yikes. I could be, if you're into stealing other people's uh, thems. So, there's that. You used to be funny. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to figure out what happened to you. Hey, everybody. Everybody, welcome to Relatable Every Talk. Every birdie. Hey, every birdie, every bogey, every eagle. Every every creature on the earth. Yikes. That dwells in the sky or in the sea below. Mm. Or rivers or ponds or streams or brooks. This summer. Oh, boy. In a stream. One man is finding Dory. Dory's revenge. <laughs> hey. This time it's personal. Um, we're trying something new on this set. This episode right here. I was looking at. That's. Oh, okay. That's yours. Hey, that's so, this is mine. Uh, we're trying right. to record this episode. Uh, audio, visual, well, audio and visual, uh, and we're going to put it together in a nice, neat little package. Something, uh, something close to what you'd open on Christmas morning. And, so when uh, you have a vid, uh, what do they call it? Like a, a vidcon. So you'd have a vidcon. Yeah. And then you'd have a podcast. Yeah. And then you'd have a comic con. And then you if have it was Aircon. 007, you would have James Bond con. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to see if we can throw this up on a, on a YouTubes. On the old and, YouTubes. Uh, and you get to look at our pretty faces while we uh, talk smack to each other. Some should be so lucky. One can only hope. But sometimes hope is all that is empty. <laughs> Where are you going? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the ham horn. If anyone doesn't have this app, I highly recommend it. I don't know what it's called because I don't do phones, but it's an orange button for those of you that can see that. And you push it. You push it. And it makes a noise that comes out of speakers. This one specifically. That's oh, a great sound. We, I would like to try the real air horn at one point. But I'm pretty sure the waveform that would come out of this would just be a full box. Yeah. You can get those at the dollar store. Yikes. Like angry little tiny air horns. Do you use fart? Yeah, it's an air horn. A little bit. <laughs> it's an air. <laughs> um, Dude, we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah, but first of all, first things first, let's chase to the cut. How was your week? How was my week? Or weekend. If we're catching up, uh, killer weekend. Okay. Uh, my, I know I, I bring her up all the time, but the tiny little Haitian thing that I like to call my girlfriend got the chance to meet my extended farm family. Oh, no. Yeah, that bad. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it actually went really well, but farm versus city, it's oil and water, it's Michael Jackson and theme parks, it's, it's tough. Oh, it's a bad time. But she did well. Okay. So that was really good. We okay. had a wedding on Friday. We did our thing on Saturday. We you had got church married. on Sunday. Congratulations, uh, Keith. Mm. Uh, everyone, let's give Keith a nice round of applause. 
Uh, congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Hamilton Smith. You remembered their names. God wasn't invited. I Do you know why my last name is Hamilton Smith? Uh, I think we, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me. Uh, because your mom had a last name, your dad had a last name, and they're like, uh, you know what, let's just keep it separate but together for the kids. Is that somewhat accurate? It's actually incredibly inaccurate. Oh, cool. If we're being honest. Okay. I appreciate your investment into what you were saying, but <laughs> no. Uh, so my wonderful mother, Shirley Hamilton... Name dropping. Let me pick it back up. Ooh. And he ate it. And then flicked it. Flick it like a butt. Like a bug. <laughs> Wait, did you say butt? A bug. Oh, a bu that's what okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, so she was born in Point Claire in Quebec. It's an English-speaking suburb of Montreal. She met my wonderful dad. I love both of them. And my dad being the staunch farmer out of central Ontario was things are a certain way. And my mom came out of Quebec and said things are a certain way. My mom's the Hamilton. My dad is the Smith. They got married. And my mom said, well, I'm not changing my name for no man. Mm, okay, a little bit of sass. There's a little bit of sass. Okay. And not of the Kachuan variety. No, you don't want any of that. None of the Saskatchewan. <laughs> Wait, it's Saskatchewan. <laughs> The Saskatoon. You don't chew on the Saskatchewan. No, you do not put your teeth anywhere near them. No, unless they... it's wheat, wheat, will wheaten. Yes. <laughs> the safety word is whiskey. I will forget it. <laughs> uh, yeah, mom said I'm not changing for no man. I'm not changing my name. And dad was like, ha, "Okay, okay, there, bud." Something is making toot noises. Oh, that's your leg. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's my leg. Um, okay, yeah, cool. So they kept their individual names and uh, all the boys got Hamilton Smith. I I remember telling you that I do like the, the double last name. You did tell me that. Uh, yes. Yeah, because I, you've got two first names. I got three first names. I'm a Jonas James Lucas. Yeah, that's aggressive. Yeah, that's a little too much. Thanks. It's, it, it's too Mom. much. Yeah. Uh, I heard someone say they saw my name. Okay. Let me start that over again. Please do. I was watching someone and I commented on a live thing and they mm. saw my name, Jonas Lucas. And I've always introduced myself as the guy with two or three first names. Mm. Anyway, he looked at my name. He's like, oh, two last names. And I was like, it would make sense. You got the Jonas Brothers. Their last name is Jonas. And you got George Lucas. Mm. But just most people don't think of my names as last names. No. Like you think of like... Their first names. Like Vladimir, or I guess Vlad would be a... Voldemort. You got Voldemort and you got a Porter. Hey, they're both last names. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Can I tell you something interesting? No. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my, uh, mom finally listened to the podcast. Shout out to my mom. Hi, mom. And, uh, she listened because I told her. Oh, which one did she listen to? She listened to the one that has her name in the title. <laughs> I have no idea which one that is. It's Lori Lucas, a Hillary to die on and periphery slash shiny toy guns. Oh, that's recent. Yeah. Oh, bless her soul. 
Lori, anyway. Lori, excuse me, Mrs. Lucas, I respect you and you are a phenomenal woman. And I just want to make that exceptionally clear. Uh, but the first oh, thing man. that came out of her mouth from that episode was, I can't believe you put me in a podcast with Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> Better, better Mrs. Clinton pantsuit than Mr. Trump hair. Yes. So that's a bit of a compliment. No, no pants and no hair. Inrelatable dog. Um, we all wear pants. We all have hair. Do you remember in the recent past how mm. I hurt my neck? Big time. Uh, it does good, look a little bit more flexible. Good news. All better. No more, no more drugs, unfortunately. So this podcast isn't going to be nearly as interesting. No, this is going to be a boring <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, here's what I was going to say, though. So I got over my neck. Yes. Everything's great. Like, I can move it. I got maybe a little bit of tension, but no pain. But you're good. I got no... It took two weeks. Everything's no good. Everything's good. Yes. So here's the thing. The other day uh, at my house, other people live on the same property as me, and they were having a huge family get-together. I've met one or two of them. That, Angry people. Angry people. Uh, very possessive of their grass. Oh, my gosh. Even though it's browner than a, a fibrous oh, poop. Park on my grass. Yeah, he's angry about it. Yeah, big but time. what can you do? Thanks, Paul. Yeah, we don't like Paul. Is his name Paul? No, well, but we'll name, call him Paul. Last Howard. Name, last name Chad. <laughs> we don't like you, Paul Chad. Paul Chad Howard. Uh, anyway, so I get very, I get a lot of anxiety when there are people outside. Because okay. usually if I, like my house is, it's tinier. Like it's all kind mm. of, it's almost like a, a one room house. And so I have a big deck. And so I like to go on the deck, pace, clear my mind, do whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm always afraid they're outside, so I always peek through the, the blinds. Right. So I'm on my way to peek through the blinds, full of stress and anxiety inside me. I trip on my shoe, which uh, gets stuck on the side of the counter, and my foot is going full tilt towards movement. And what ha end of story, I crush my baby toe. In my shoe, in in the side of my shoe, which is stuck on the counter. Stubbed her like ticket mast at brew. I broke my baby toe. Oh. <laughs> 100%. I'm like, I'm, I mean. Like you crushed it or like you broke it and it's I, at like a 90 no, degree No, it's not angle. at a 90 degree, but I like, um, uh, I pushed it in. So I know the baby toe is very small, but I, I, it was so painful. I don't do well with pain, as you know, from my back. Yikes. Um, and I, I was like dying. And mm. I just remember thinking to myself, like, Jonas, you don't do good with pain. Just calm down. You don't need to like. Freak. But you stub your toe and you're ready to kill somebody. Yeah. I, I, I like, oh, it was so painful. And I was just like, you just stubbed your toe, be a man and walk it off. Yeah. Anyway, Eric and I had to do some errands that day, so we did a lot of walking around, and I'm thinking like three hours later, like, wow, my foot is still really sore. Mm. So I get home, take my sock off, and my whole toe is like black. <laughs> As you do. As you do. As you do. <laughs> and I like tried to like, you know, um, uh, crinkle my toes. You know, you okay, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. And fold it, them down. Fold them down. Fold them right and down. And it felt like like the baby toe would not curl because something was uh, amiss. We call that a bone, you numbnut. 
Uh, so anyway, my, my next gig, and now I have a broken toe, and you can't do anything about it. So you distracted your neck pain by by fiddle-faddling your toe? Pretty much. Oh, well, that's all so right. So now I need Tylenol 3s and Valium for my toe. Needless to say, the next two podcasts are going to be lit, fam. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. So that was my weekend. Well, that's good. Yeah, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. Some would say it was toe up. Some would say I had a run with toe for not so grace. Mm. What I'm wondering is when you were eating, are you now off of tofu? Well, just so you know, I never fag my toes food. Mm. That's fair. That's just like that one. Now, when you proposed to your wife, was her special, like, is her birthstone topaz? No, but growing up, we drove a topaz with that on bumper sticker. That's good. I hope you don't have any sort of drug-related paraphernalia because I would hate for you to take a poke. Oh, well, sometimes when it's a little cold outside, I like to wear a toque. Toque, but like okay, a toque. Yeah, it's pronounced toque. Sometimes when I get ready for bed, I put on my toga. Your toga? Yeah. Well, welcome to Joe Feta's. <laughs> uh, sometimes I put feta cheese on my salad. Feta? I hardly knew her. <laughs> um, moving right along there. Uh, he's right Lots to talk about today. Yeah, we recently saw a movie. And that movie was Star Trek Beyond. And it was STB, which is only a couple letters away <laughs> from a horrible itchy thing that happens. A.K.A. Star Trek Discovery? Yes. Or as some say, oh boy. Star Trek Disco Very. Disco <laughs> The Disco May Very. Could be John Travolta. You may not be. Who knows? You don't know what it's going to be. There's this video I saw of Christopher Walken on like a comedy channel. Mm. And it's like a, a cooking thing. He was cooking with... I can't can't think of who the person was like robert de niro or something yeah anyway they starts off with christopher walkie comes out of his house he just kind of stands there and he's just like uh hey i'm uh chris walking and uh i think today we're making a chicken <laughs> and just walks off <laughs> today we're making a chicken <laughs> oh man it was so perfect anyway uh i, I recommend saw- that you baste it with juice if you want it to be moist in your bird, in your oven, in the in the pan. For a side, you can have a watermelon. Do you think he listens to these kinds of things and says, I'm going to kill every person? You know what? I because I like, personally think that Christopher is running. No, but he's he's walking. He's, he's walking. He's walking in a winter wonderland. He wouldn't for even sure. For sure, is he back? For sure. For sure. Uh, you have to think though, with someone who their uh, the way they talk is so mm. mimicked. Like I, when I watched the the new Jungle Book that just came out, Christopher Walken played King Louis. Very different from his normal vernacular, certainly. Yeah, but it it was still, and that's what I was thinking the whole time. Like he's playing a giant monkey. Is he going to change the way he talks? No. And no, he didn't. But oh. Christopher Walken sounds kind of like a giant monkey as it is. So yeah, he fit the role a little too perfectly. I'd like to go get some berries. Maybe a 
Banana for later. Mowgli. <laughs> man cub. A man cub. That's what they do. He doesn't call him Mowgli. He calls him man cub. Okay, well. Now give me the secret man cub. I haven't seen the Jungle Book. You haven't seen it? That's mm-hmm. okay. You should, uh, maybe check it out sometime. Popcorn. I don't read too many books. Popcorn. So. Popcorn. It's, it's pure popcorn. Anyway, we, okay, so we saw Star Trek Beyond. And <laughs> we I, saw I Star Trek Beyond. so excited to talk about this. Yes. Because I enjoyed it. I loved it. If you were, let's just say this right off the top. Please. Out of 10, what would you give it? Eight. I would give it a 9.5. Ooh. Yeah. Can we, okay, so then my question to you is, let's rate it chronologically. Let's go for the first Star Trek movie. Okay. Let's go for Into Darkness okay. and then Beyond. Rate them out of 10. So let's start with the first Star Trek. You rate it out of 10 as a? Uh, I'd probably say, oh gosh, uh, 9.5. Okay, I, I'd put it at an 8. Okay. Into Darkness, you would put at a? And, uh, probably 8.5. i put that at a 9. Oh. Beyond, you put at a? 9.5. I'm going to revise mine and put it at a 9. Okay. I think that's very fair. I can say that con- story-wise absolutely consistent with the program Mm -hmm. but we're here to review this movie so let's get into depth a little bit with this darn thing can i say something about the writing of the movie i'd actually prefer you to well i'm gonna do it (laughs) because you're going to anyway (laughs) um did you know do you know any of the behind the scenes like the writers directors producers Mm -hmm. yeah so simon Pegg, who plays scotty wrote with uh, some Doug Jones or something. No, not that Doug He co-wrote. There was he another co-wrote. individual, yeah, if I, I remember. To, I forget his name. Yeah. But Simon Pegg wrote Star Trek Beyond with mm-hmm. another dude. Well, he's has, he has quite the writing credentials before with the uh, Three Cornettos trilogy, right? Yes, but like the scale of Star Trek Beyond. Mm-hmm. I have to say, over anything else, I am so impressed with Simon Pegg. Is I that think right? I think the story over the three mm. is the best um, because the first one, it's a lot of character development. Certainly. You're creating a new thing. So there's, you just can't go, you know, all in, you know, you got to kind of hold back a bit and slowly give the audience what they need to formulate this. this you need story, a solid foundation. Yeah. So Star Trek Beyond, you're in. You're three years into a five-year mission and you're going shoes to the wall, mm-hmm. or as some would do, baby toes to the corner of the counter. Toes to the... Toes for days. <laughs> <laughs> toes for days, bud. Toes for days, by Sure. Um, and I, I thought this did the, the best job in every single character, minus mm-hmm. one. You Go can on. say. I, I think... All of them got a perfect amount of screen time. Except for? Except for Sulu. But I, I'm not going to say that's a... Is that right? Yeah. But I'm not going to say that's something against Simon Pegg, because you can only do so much when you got uh, however many, six or seven there are. Six, right. five. Could be less or so more. you got Sulu, you got Chekhov, you got Kirk, you got Spock, you got Uhura. You got Scotty. Uh, Scotty. You got... I think that's it. I should do it. Yeah, the six. Yeah. I mean, the villain wouldn't count because no. he's he's everywhere. Yeah. So you got half a dozen. Yeah, and um, all of them had the perfect amount of screen time. O'Hara with the bad guy most of the time. 
so you got to see her character development of, you know, she separated the ship, the mm. saucer section, and sacrificed herself when he's like, why would you do that? She's like, well, Kirk Captain, would do the same. Ca- Kirk would do the same. Which is a development from the first one in and of itself. Yes. Uh, that, was, that was amazing. And then you got to see a lot of Chekhov, which was amazing. That actually felt a little emotional. Oh, dude. Every time it was on the screen, my, my wife squeezed my hand. Like, it's just like... He did that so well. I felt like in the first Star Trek, it was a little camp that every time the word V should have come up when he was saying vector, he'd say vector. Mm. But it became a part of his character in a way that was like your little campiness is actually just your character's quirkiness that the writers have adopted. And you as an actor do such a good job of making it not campy. It's actually you. Yeah. Like you've made your own identity in the character apart from what we would see from, say, the VHS of Wrath of Khan or something, which is where I would have started with. Mm. And so I look at where he's at now and you're like, wow, this guy's an amazing actor. Final credits roll. And you see for Anton. Dude. And you can't help but get. The fact that they didn't even say his last name. Like it's such a family. Like I was watching so many interviews and they're such a family. They've been at this for nine years now. It's almost Lord of the Rings. Yeah. In a, in a way. Totally. It almost is. Telling the same story for 10 years. Yeah. And uh, the fact that they said for Anton, mm. it was just, oh, dude. And then and then the um, what they did for Leonard Nimoy. Amazing. Dude. So classy. Dude. So like classy. Simon Pegg, man. Mm. Like. So let's bring it around to Simon Pegg here because there was something in the movie. I'm sure many people caught it, but. One of the things I really loved about him was if we can remember once he was with Jayla and it was, okay, we are, we are going to go back to Crawl's base here. Uh-huh. We should probably start this episode off by saying spoiler alert. Yeah, we're just, we're, <laughs> we're going to jump right. I mean, it's not like a Dark Knight Rises or something. It's it's Star Trek, yeah. you know, that's you're like not going to. Dumbledore dies. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I actually have family who's in the middle of watching Harry Potter. Well, Dumbledore still <laughs> dies. So sorry, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah just spoiler we're gonna we're just gonna talk yeah. about it like grown adults uh what i what i i loved about scotty is what i remember like i say back to the vhs side of like wrath of khan and whatnot because my dad had the old vhs's and i almost think the quality of a vhs was a little bit more nostalgic because there was this theater component to it right you had to it, it had to be rewound you had to sit down you had to get your popcorn going it wasn't going to the theater where things were handed to you for money. It like the movie yeah, at home for it. Yeah. The movie at home started in 15 minutes. Mm. So you had time. You like, you had to like the popcorn throw her on the stove and get her popped by <laughs> like that. That was the way to go. I don't know if the rest of you were, but whatever it was. Um, one of the things that I loved about Scotty, AKA Simon Pegg in this, in this movie mm-hmm. was when, uh, they were trying to convince Jayla, listen, we're going back to crawl's base cause we have to save our friends. Surely you can understand that. And she says, no, I won't. And then she storms off and then Scotty follows her and then Kirk kind of beckons him back, but he turns around as he's walking and says, she's lost people too, captain. And she keeps, or excuse me, he keeps walking. And that's the first time mm-hmm. I remember Scotty's character. Like he's always been brash, but he, I don't remember too many times where as a character, he's been bold. Right. Especially where he's ever defied the captain. Well, not that he ever would. Well, he kind of did in into darkness when he wouldn't allow the torpedoes and then he resigned right there. Right. So that was pretty intense, but you're that, right. you know what? You're right. It's a you're different right. situation. 
But but I thought that was so cool because it was like as he's walking, it was such a drop the mic kind of moment. Like she saw people too, just as you have. Like Kirk, shut the front door. I yeah. got this. All right. Yeah. You slam that thing and lock it. And he did. Yeah. And as an Englishman, man, does he ever play a good? Oh wait, no, he's not English. He's Scottish, isn't he? Simon Pegg. Yeah. No, he's he's English. He is. English. He puts on the accent. Well, he. I could have sworn he went to per, uh, a premiere in like a full kilt and garb. Was that his, just his credit? wife is Scottish? Oh, okay. He's he's literally mimicking his wife's accent. That's what he's saying. Like she is hardcore Scottish. Mm. Captain, we can do it. Like yeah. the the Kenne? Like who who would ever think of My that? My wee granny used to see. Yeah, it's a wee door, Captain. It's very small. Oh. <laughs> Um, All I'm saying, Captain, is don't launch those torpedoes. <laughs> I'm putting in everything but the kitchen sink, sir. I'm giving the horses, go, Captain. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, Simon Pegg, brilliant, brilliant guy. Oh, man. Absolutely. And I, I love the fact that, obviously, you, you need to have this restraint in being a Hollywood writer. Sure. Is that even though he wrote it, he didn't overwrite his character. Because I don't know if you ever saw Braveheart. Mel Gibson directed, and he was in that movie a lot. You could not tell that Mel Gibson was in Braveheart a lot. It was really hard. <laughs> oh, wait. He was in every scene. <laughs> I take it back. Except after he died. Spoiler alert. And the one with Frodo. Frodo Baggins. Mel Gibson was all over that movie. Mel Gibson is Gandalf. <laughs> Gibson is Simma's Gamgee. Now, uh... Going back to Star Trek here. I'd yes, love it if we did. I think we've milked Simon Pegg for a little bit. But with regards to John Cho, not necessarily Yaz, you feel maybe getting enough screen time. I thought as the screen time he got was nice enough. Only because it was powerful when he was on. Are you, Sulu, are you sure you can fly this thing? Captain, are you kidding me? Yeah, you're like totally. like you you have so much you have so much faith in him, and then you just know he has no idea if he can because when they come back on and he looks at Anton, he's kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that, and oh. of course uh, the uh, the homage to being gay. Like I thought, all of that was just perfect. I thought, yeah. I mean, now did you did you hear about them talking to George Takai about that? Yes, I did. Like the original Sulu. And I can understand both sides of the, of the I coin. I can understand both sides. Respect to George as the original. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, but here's here's the thing. Like, George is a great man. I have a lot of respect for that dude. Yes. But here's the thing. George said, uh, making Sulu in the Calvinverse, which is the, the new mm -hmm. one. Uh, it's no longer called the JJ-verse. It's the Calvinverse. That's the official name for the time. Uh, as it should be. Sure. Oh, I, I agree. Because you yeah. this Calvin, it all makes sense. Anyway, what George Takai said is he's like, Sulu being gay um, is uh, not sticking with Gene Roddenberry's original vision. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're, you're distorting it. And I, do, I don't think that respects him very well. That's what, that's what George said. Which, okay, fair. Dude. But we're not in regular Star Trek. We're in Calvinverse. Mm -hmm. Kirk's father's dead. Vulcan's gone. There's two Spocks. You know, it, let Sulu be gay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's so much that's different. Spock and O'Hara are in a relationship. Well, they... they well, they, they were. I, mean, I, I, I just... Oh, yeah. I, I mean, well, like... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Um, so I mean, like, so much is different. Why not let um, the new writers, the the new production team for mm. the Calvinverse, tip their hat to uh, George Takai? Well, I think the tip of the hat to Gene Roddenberry, in a way, is having just by the nature of the actual, um, man, not excuse me, you got me ca- caught up in the Calvin verse there, but just sure. by the na- very nature of the enterprise that they have in the new, uh, the new movies, mm. it's so multicultural. But the story is written in such a way that it's not, hey, look, we're a multicultural thing. It's just, right, guys, we're we're people in space. Their goal isn't coming together as people. Their goal is adventure. Who right. cares who they are as people? And so when they came back and they did that shot of John Cho's character, of course, Sulu, reuniting with his husband and their kid, I thought that, A, that's great. There's, I think many comments could be made about it being progressive. But I think the most progressive way to approach it is, why is it still a plot point? Why, why is that something you need to address? Because shouldn't in that place, some like a, having a homosexual character, that shouldn't be something to applaud. That should just be normal. The, Totally. And I remember... Uh, At least in the Calvinverse. Right. Totally. You feeling me? Yeah. And I remember someone commenting on a Facebook post about, uh, oh, Star Trek is... is um, oh, it could have been Star Wars. But it, either way, mm-hmm. it was... Um, they're trying to put in a, a gay character somewhere in there or an LGBT character. Right. And uh, f- my first reaction was, well, are they trying to force it? Like... Like exactly what you said. Like, are, are you just trying to like force something or does it work with the story? Mm. And so that was my comment. I was like, I, I think that's great. But if, if you're ruining the story just to throw this thing in so it's in there, don't do it. Yeah. But if it complements the story, sure. which I think I think this did, you know, you got to. I agree. Sulu, Sulu didn't get the screen time, but you got to see more of who he is. You got to see what, from the English side of things when we talk about uh, character having weight. Uh, James Earl Jones had it uh, very well when he was playing Darth Vader or even in the Sandlot. It's this uh, facility of a character that they call Gravitas. Mm. Or essentially, gravity. Mm. It's the weight of a character. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all seen the Sandlot. If you haven't, then you're less of a human being. But we don't like you. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. Just because you don't have screen time doesn't mean that you don't have time to shine when you're on the screen. And I think that I, I would call Sulu's character one of one of the gnarliest in, in the film. If I had to rate it, I'd say that at the top of the list for me, I mean, I'm, I'm a Kirk fan, so it has to be that. Yeah. But I mean, you could make a case for any one of those characters, Bones, uh, Kirk, like anyone. Yeah. And every single one of them. Oh, Bones, that's who I forgot earlier. But Oh, shoot, yeah. Like, amazing. And I agree with you. The plot was just, I, and this is the last I'll say on it, it's a referential plot. I love things that aren't linear insofar that when you look back on them, you can see how different plot points related back to earlier inciting events. Right. Again, that's the English major coming out in me, but it makes for a more complex plot. And although it's simple in its end goal, I thought the way that the story was told from Simon and said other writer was brilliant. Oh, dude. I'd see it again. I'll buy it when it comes out and I give it as many thumbs up as I have hands. I only got two, but I put my, my big toes up there too. I give it a four. You only have one toe. Well, I got one baby toe. Only one toe. Um, something else that I thought was incredible mm. is 
uh, not really knowing what to expect. Like I, I watched the trailers, but I didn't overwatch them. Like when I, when the Hobbit was coming out, uh, Peter Jackson was releasing 20 minute behind the scene production videos before he, the movie even came out. And I was, I watch it like 37 times. I think I remember you telling me that. Yeah. 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 And then by the time it comes out, it's like, okay, well, when's that scene? Okay, well, that scene hasn't happened. Okay, that scene, okay, everything I've seen happened. So uh, I guess it's going to be ending soon. And it, I just, it ruined the surprise for me. Uh, now, there wasn't as much secrecy on Beyond as there was with JJ in the first two. Agreed. The previous. Especially two. with Into Darkness. That one was kept that a little was, more. Yeah, that was pretty. Uh, uh, Benedict plays a guy named John. Yeah. Like, come on. They had to pick a name that ran with Con. Hey. Uh, yeah. So, well, yeah. We'll, okay, we're not getting into darkness. We won't go into darkness. No. Um, Lights out. But I loved how um, the action, these big things would happen. I mean, obviously, the Enterprise is going to get destroyed. And you you know that the movie's not going to end there. But then they all get captured, and uh, they get on the little ship, and they do their thing. And like, oh, okay, it's done. You know, they they finally beat Crawl. And then, oh wait, no! Now Kirk has to go fight him in this frigging looping thing in a city, and it's just like the action was not ending. And I love that. I thought all the action was great. Mm. And the coolest thing, the coolest thing I've ever seen is how they destroyed the swarm. Oh, yes. And called it classical music. I Totally. <laughs> like, the music nerd in me was... <laughs> and, like, how, how the editor did it with the song. It was just... And, obviously, they couldn't have picked a better song. It makes the first trailer make sense. Because they, they used that song kind of like what they did with Guardians of the Galaxy... How they use that, oh, I'm hooked on a feeling. Da, da, da. Hi, I'm believing. Yeah, yeah, they use that song throughout the trailer, and right. everyone went crazy for it. And now everyone's trying to do that. So Star Trek did it, which it makes sense now that we've seen it, but everyone was just pooping on it. Like, this is a stupid movie. And like Justin Lin, there's a motorcycle scene. He's just trying to be fast and furious. Mm-mm. No. And I have to say, can I say this, Keith? I, uh, I'm going to say I'd it. usually say no, but I'll, today... You can say this. Thank you. Justin Lin. Mm-hmm. Dude. Lin Sanity. Dude, I was so impressed. Like, I, this one's tied with number one just because number one was, for me personally... Huge. It, it, oh. in, it stirred something in me, uh, and I find that the third one, in just the overall action, the story, and everything, is completely tied. Like, they were, oh, dude. But Justin Lin, man. Like, do you feel like Star Trek finally, at least from a cinematic perspective, is finally now Star Trek? Dude. That, yeah. like, but the first one came out and it's, okay, we're rebooting a franchise. What do you guys think? Second one, we need, we, we're going to hook you in. Now that this one's out, it's boys, boys. Buckle boys. up, son. Buckle up. <laughs> Full seatbelts, boys. We got ourselves a franchise, a franchise. Or as we see in my native home tongue, French, lots of movies. Or some would say a Francine. Some would say a Francine. I would say a Francine. Okay. Um, on that note, I think we've been talking about Star Trek for quite a while. Oh, what time are we at? Like, 
we just killed like half an hour outside of even talking about like our weeks. Oh, really? With Star Trek. Come on over. Like that oh, didn't okay. that just flow by? We got time, but like, man, didn't that just fly by? Dude, I I still have like a couple more things I want to say. Yeah, say it. But like, I think yeah, when you get on something passionate, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> we say so. Oh, um, let me ask you this. Please, no, I'm not even gonna ask you. Just tell me. I'm just going to tell you. Just tell Star me. Star Trek was amazing. Stop. 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 Yes. With the rum. I'll give you thoughts and souls. Can I show you my Leonard Nimoy impression? Please. Um, there's only like one line, and it's from The Search from Spock. But okay. I've like mastered this. Ready? I Hopefully I can do it. Okay. <clears throat> Jim. Your name is Jim. Good? Bad? <laughs> um, what did you... What did you think of Zachary Quinto in this? The burden of... They, they filmed this really in honor of Leonard Nimoy. 50th anniversary. And I think no better way, you know, to honor the original cast like they did when... Mm. Uh, Zachary Quinto opened up Ambassador Spock singing there's a picture that of the original isn't that nostalgia dude I, I was choking back tears it was so beautiful I would say what did I think of Zachary Quinto um, I would say that this is the most human I've seen in Spock he chuckled he chuckled he cried yep and he confirmed your parlance to indeed be horse cocky. <gasps> Poop. Yeah. <laughs> when he said that, that was a good laugh. Oh, but man. I, I, when I, ah, the little start stuttering, what I remember a lot of Spock was being a very, not cold, but a very sterile individual. Mm. And what I'm finding in this new universe is that they're exploring his, his ancestry, his, his human side a little bit more. And it's interesting to see, um, I like it personally. Mm-hmm. And I think he did a fantastic job. Yeah, you know, I think w- what I like with what they're doing with Spock's character is they're showing you a glimpse into being an outsider mm-hmm. in, in, in a sense. Like, um, he's Vulcan. He controls his emotions, even though he's half human. But he always has this, you know, he has his tie to his people, you know. And I think in all the Star Treks, they they show that like pull and that like not agony but that uh there's a dichotomy in him that's interesting yeah it's, sure. it's like whenever you see spock and he talks about these things it's kind of like oh I'm, I'm i'm home but i'm not home and you know just spock trying to find himself mm-hmm. uh, i thought that was great gotta give it um there really greatly done so, uh what you think about bones uh bonesy boy Man, he's quite the departure from uh, from old bones, eh? I, I wouldn't say too far. He's not okay. too far, uh, but I mean, I I don't know. I, I don't think he's that far off. I think Carl Urban definitely captures the essence, but I think he's bringing a little bit more of a a modern reason why he's such a grouchy son of a toot. Um, I I like the way Carl's doing it. 
Yeah. And I'm not one of those guys to say I watched it how it was the first time. And since it's not that way the second time, only one of them can be right. Like, I'm not that dude. No, don't be I, that. Dude. I actually prefer Carl Urban's. Yeah. But again, I, I find that this one, you know what? I find the new characters, they're just so much more theatrical. Mm-hmm. There's so many more emotions that they are accessing that that weren't being accessed, at least from my parlance before. And I think that that's interesting. Carl Urban will always be uh, Aomir to me. Oh, that's true. So it, it's for me, like it, he's a character actor and he does a fantastic job at kind of maybe he's playing an action role in Doom or he's doing this other like action slash dramatic role in Star Trek or this fully dramatic role in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's hard for me to, to um, dissociate who he is because then I watch him in an interview and he's full Aussie. Right. Or, or New Zealand or excuse me, but it's it's hard. So, but I love what he's done. I think I get what you're saying. I mean, I I love uh, Bones' characters that Carl Urban portrays so much. Maybe yes. I'm a little blind to it. But I, I think, I don't know if this is what you were saying, but this kind of came to me. It's uh, it's like, you know, he's playing Bones, you know? D- does that make sense? Yes. Like, he's doing his thing. He's, he's like, oh, damn it, Jim, and, and you know, whatever. And it's, it's like, who are you? I, I know you want shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah, like, totally. But, but he, I, I don't know. He does I, a great job. Like, I, I think gr- he does a fantastic job. I, I, I definitely love his portrayal. I think Bones has to be one of my favorite characters. Is that right? He's so bitter, but yet just a hoot. Mm. I like him. I think my favorite character from Star Trek. You can go ahead and tell me. I'm going to say it was Dumbledore. Mm. You seem to be under the impression that I'm going to, how do you say, come quietly. And then he, that, okay, that is one of my favorite scenes. Isn't it? In Harry Potter. When he oh, said, that's in Harry Potter. Oh, sorry. I thought we were talking about Star Trek. Oh, no, no. We've been talking about Harry Potter this whole time. So Dumbledore's not in Star Trek. No, but he dies. I am so sorry. This weekend I saw... Oh my gosh. And then they go to Vulcan and bring Dumbledore back. Yeah, but then Edward and Harry, Mm -hmm. they need to talk to Bella, but they can't do it in the sunlight because they're vampires, right? No, no, no. So they have to go to District 12. Oh, okay. And and free the tribunal people. You're right. Right? Because they're divergent. Yes. I forgot. It's very complicated. If I got to be honest with you, it's been hard for me to to keep track ever since the first book. Just so many of them. <laughs> but all I can tell you is that Franklin could count, tie his shoes and count by twos. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what better note to close it? On a scale of one to ten, on a scale of one Jonas's out of ten Keith's, what do you rate Star Trek? Uh, I give it a 10 Keiths. 10 Keiths. Yeah. I'm going to call this one star and I'm not calling it star Trek. I'm calling it star Chekhov. Ooh, for Anton. For Anton. Um, did you hear that? This is the last thing we're going to end on. It's a bit of a somber note. Maybe we'll throw in a joking after this. Uh, but did you hear, uh, there's been a lot of questions to JJ about, Chekhov's role in Star Trek. 
like going gonna, forward? Are they going to recast him or whatever? And JJ said they're not going to recast him. It's uh, it is it is what it is, and they're going to remember uh, Anton for what he did. I think that's beautiful. I don't know how they're going to do it, to be honest. Um, but hey, it's Calvin verse. You can do whatever you want. Uh, I think from a theatrically logical perspective, uh, he's got a brother who will come in. Uh, mm, that's what they did with Paul Walker in uh, Fast Seven. As that's what I'm saying. I think that would make the, from a theatrical sense that would make logical. Kind of yeah, but they said they back. weren't going to recast him. Oh, I if if it's like a depart departing scene. Yes. Do you mean okay? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They're going fast seven. Yeah. I don't think they'll kill him off. I think they'll have no. some sort of explanation that will give honor to his memory. When I watched Fast Furious Fast Furious Seven, mm. I was literally expecting them to kill off Paul Walker the whole time, and then to my absolute surprise and delight, they did not kill him off, and I was thinking. How horrible would that be if they actually did kill him off? But that's how I thought they were going to make his character move on. Yeah. But they just make him move on in the most beautiful way. Like, I have a family now, and, and my life is changing. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. A beautiful song. Oh, oh dude. Anyway, we're going to leave this episode right here, right now. That was our review of Star Trek Beyond. Uh, 9.5 for Jonas. Uh, a, nine, a solid 9 from Keith. And the full recommendation that if you haven't seen it already... You need to waste your money, go to the theaters, and go see it. We didn't tell you how it ends, 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 so that's on you. But we gave you a couple spoilers, but not all the spoilers. Dumbledore dies. Dumbledore dies. But other than that, you guys can can figure things out for yourself. Anyway, thanks so much for uh, listening. And we're going to catch you on uh, on Friday. And I'll talk to you on Friday. Jonas is going to die, but Uh, much like Dumbledore. I hope I don't. You did the Star Trek. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Relatable Talk. Follow us on Twitter at RelatableCast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash RelatableTalk, or email us at RelatableTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Also jump over to iTunes and give us a review and a big five stars. I'm Chad, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.